Welcome to Angels Changing Tires. I'm your host, Yonatan Chanuchi. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Angels Changing Tires. And today I have a really beautiful, special guest and friend, Louis, my love. How are you? <laughs> Hi, Yonatan. I am grand. <laughs> I'm cold, um, but I'm snug and I'm really happy to be here. Yeah. That's nice. Mm-hmm. Do you want to introduce yourself for people who don't know who you are? Oh, okay. <laughs> I feel like I'm at school. Um, hi, everyone. My name's Louie. Um, I also go by Legend of Lou in the artist realms. Um, I don't even know where to start. I guess I um, am an artist and a creator and... An explorer and a very curious mind and <laughs> um, yeah, I love nature and all the things um, yeah what what do you want to know i don't I could just I, okay so i'll tell I'll, I'll tell everyone like maybe a bit about how we met and like what really drawn me to. you know to really get you to the to the show you know I to think. interview you yeah. Get to the so, core. Uh, yeah, let's get to the yeah. core. Nice. <laughs> so, so I met Louis, I think it was two years ago at Creating Space, right? Uh, Creating Space Tauranga. That's where correct. I saw you first, but we haven't like talked officially. So the thing is like I was in this, by the way, people who don't know what Creating Space is, you can listen to the interview that we had with Ra. It's a really, really beautiful project and... It's kind of came to an end, but there is still some people who are doing it by themselves very voluntarily and just a space to give and and receive and be who you are basically that's the best way I can define it and I saw this artist I saw Louis you know like doing a painting something so crazy you know like something that even i I couldn't even imagine something like that something really was the two fish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. it looks kind um, of like the symbol of Pisces you know like from astrology yeah. but like so out there so in a way like completely surreal but also realistic at the same time I, I was just mind blown like because this is something that I was like I can't even imagine something like that in my head and then And then two years later, just in January, we met again in a festival at Eden Festival. And we both, oh, we recognize each other, you know, like, and we kind of know each other officially. And we spent some more time and got to talk together. And she's a beautiful person, like, honestly, like, I really connected well. And I started to see more of her art. And it just was so mind-blowing to me. It was something so rare, so rare. That I was like in my mind thinking, this person has something really interesting to share, because <laughs> probably the way you see life, the way you think mm-hmm. about life, the way you interpret it like the way you connect with something allows you to you know bring that. So, yeah, that's how we met. So I want to know 
<laughs> you know, like I want what to know, is that? I want to know, yeah, what is it? You know, like what we I will put a link in the description for people to be able to see Louis art and maybe. <laughs> If you, you know, if you're watching it right now, maybe pause, have a look in the art, and then it will bring you some more context to what I'm trying to explain here. Um, Visual references are always good. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I guess I, I want to know, like, first of all, like, since when you became an artist, since when you start painting? Oh, that's a good question. So I can answer this one. Um, <laughs> so my mom is an artist. And has always been an artist, so I've always had that influence in my life. Um, but I never really had the patience to sit down and actually create a work of art as a child. And I'd try because I'd see mum in her studio and she's got that Freddie's blasting and she's in her flow state. That looks so good. And I'd try and join her in the real world. You had to be really quiet, like you couldn't disturb her. You could just get in your own flow state and I'd probably last... 10 minutes before I had to go outside and climb a tree or something. Mm. <laughs> and it wasn't until high school in year 10. And it's so funny. I only started taking art because the class before me told me all these stories about them being really naughty and having lots of fun and it being like kind of a joke class. So I was like, I want to take art. That sounds fun. <laughs> and then um, I had this amazing teacher, Morning Cloud, and he was amazing and he taught me. I still use some of the things he taught me in your 10 today. Like, I remember the whole how, how conversation. How old were you back then? Year 10, I was 15. Yeah. So, what, 13 years ago? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and he taught me a lot of stuff and it just made sense. And I got my first excellence ever in school, which is like the high grade. Mm -hmm. um, like, I stopped for a minute and was like, oh. Maybe I'm actually good at something because before that I was just like, school's a joke. I'm not good at anything. Like I'll go because I have to. But mm. And then it kind of just was like changed my whole perspective. And I was like, oh, maybe I can be good at something. And so I started listening more and paying attention more in class and was like, it just started making sense. It was kind of the only thing at school that made sense to me. Mm. Um, and so I just started being that kid and was just in the art room like every lunchtime after school, that's where people knew to find me in classes that I was supposed to be at. I was in the art room. <laughs> mm. um, yeah, and it just kind of stuck. And then I went to art school after high school. So this is still the only thing that makes sense. Um, wait, wait, I, I want to ask you a question about yeah. this teacher. Like, because you kind of mentioned that, you know, before that school didn't make sense and something yeah. about his presence, his, he, him or her, I don't know. What him, him. Him. Yeah. yeah. Like was really help you feel that you're worth it. Like I'm really curious that process, you know, like it seems, it seems like he planted a seed in a way. Yeah, absolutely. He was definitely one of those teachers and, you know, one of those big, those people and those pillars that mark a kind of change in path in your life um also he was just a really good teacher like he was passionate about his craft which to me is everything if a teacher isn't passionate about what they're teaching it's so hard to engage but like some of my favorite subjects at school were like human biology and it was nothing to do with the subject it was because the teacher was so into it that I was into it like I was mm. infected and I was like yeah tell me about my organs um, <laughs> wow, yeah. but he was just yeah and he just 
knew what he was talking about and yeah I don't know he didn't take any shit um which was great as well because I needed that like he'd put you in your place but he'd also be like you he'd just be able to teach you really well I don't know I really respected him um and yeah I kept going back so <laughs> but yeah he had his, his name was Morning Cloud um, Morning Cloud yeah wow. which was like his Native American name mm. and whenever we got um our results back I really liked it because he'd take us one by one out the classroom and kind of tell us why we got that result and I think that also changed a lot because it wasn't just like a You know, yeah, out. like very personal. Like you had a relationship, basically. Yeah. Like more than just a teacher. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And so that was a big turning point um, in my, like, art. And then, yeah, I went to uni and did that. And then I stopped and went traveling. Um, traveling really... around New Zealand or outside? Uh, no, I went, um, where did I go? I went Germany, um, England and Costa Rica and I did my yoga teacher training in Costa Rica it was just very spontaneous cool. I wasn't practicing yoga I think I just discovered spirituality on that journey and was like I need an all-immersive something mm. yeah and then I got back um, and kind of didn't paint for ages and got really lost because that had been my I didn't realize but that was like my coping kind of the only thing that made sense. And then when I found my way back to it, it was in a very spiritual kind of way. And that's when mm. kind of the more deeper art started mm. coming out. Yeah. What, what, what do you mean makes sense? I'm really trying to understand. Why, why <laughs> does it make sense? The only thing that makes sense. Um, how do I? You must have it for something else. Like I feel like it's, our, um, is it Dharma? You know, like you're just whatever... fits into place like perfectly and it's just like oh that makes sense like when I first heard about spirituality mm. it's like that makes sense that's the first mm. thing that's made sense to me like and you probably have it with I don't know the other things like your outlets and you're like this makes sense mm. and it just when I'm creating my whole body's just like I'm not wondering what I'm supposed to be doing with my life I'm not like mm. you know questioning things everything just is and everything makes I sense it I get it. Like when you say, does like, that make sense? Yeah, yeah. I <laughs> yeah. mean, I guess, I guess when you're saying makes sense, it's like you feel you in your space. You do what you need to do. There is nothing else in the world that you need to do more than like kind of it's your purpose in a way. Yeah, right? I feel whole when I'm doing yeah. it. Yeah, there's no I lack. That. Yeah. 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 Wow. And so it then, so your paintings before you kind of dive into spirituality were different? Yeah, yeah, they were just, oh, well, there were these, you can look back in hindsight and see that there were parts of it coming through. Um, but I think I was still very closed-minded. I, I didn't have any awareness of the spiritual world. Mm. Um, my only experience was like my brief upbringing in the Catholic Church, um, which didn't make sense to me. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and yeah, so I, I didn't really understand anything about the kind of spiritual side of things. So there was just, it was more references. Like I was copying a lot of things. I was copying photos and more just like skill-based. And like I was still in my ego about wanting it to look photorealist because when you first start painting, it's really common 
for you to want it to look super realistic because that's what feels yeah. is good. You know, mm. like, it's good because it looks real. Mm. You don't realize that that's like the tip, tip, tip of the iceberg. But in a way, your paintings are still realistic. They're just so fucking out there <laughs> that like you can't, they don't make sense. If something doesn't make sense to me is your art. And at the same time, it makes the most sense. <laughs> It's like that's why the piece literally like that's how I can define it. So there is something realistic there at the same yeah. time. Like it's yeah. accurate, you know, like when I see the faces, the expressions, like there is I guess like that's maybe the your your journey was around that, mm. no? Like you started with the realistic and then allowed it to be deformed, maybe? I mean Yeah. Yeah, because I like I've always wanted to create my own creatures in my own artwork, and I never wanted to copy things. And I think that's why I didn't do art for a long time. Mm. Is because I try and draw something and it didn't look cool. So I'm like, oh, well, I'm not good. Um, but I guess I learned the basics. And really, there's like a saying in art that's like you need to learn the rules before you can break them. And so, yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That's a good one. That's a good one. So I guess I kind of took that on board and focused on realism and like um, how to make 3D spaces from your mind not copying things and how to make it look like have depth in the space. And once I learned that, then I started to play with the forms and the shadows and things, knowing that I had a bit of knowledge to make it look how I wanted to in my brain. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It's It's a lot of trust. Like, I had to, I've kind of taught myself to have a bit of a photographic memory and it's purely on the fact that I sit there and I'm like, you know what a face looks like. You see faces every day and I sit there in my like mind's eye until like a full face forms and I'm like, where's the shadows? Hmm. And like, one by one, like, you know, it comes in and I can see it. And I think that's how a lot of my live painting now comes out, like, is because I can just I have this such a strong vision or imagery in my head yeah. that it's like I've got my own reference mm. and I'm just bringing it through. Was it always like that? You had a really visionary mind. Yeah, no, I've always had a strong imagination. Uh-huh. Always, always been very strong in the imagination front. Um, yeah, and like as I was a kid, I think I. Um, blocked off a lot of things like as a kid I used to be afraid to be in my room because I'd like hear things and like walking when I was alone I'd think I was being followed and like mm. a lot of things that I was like I've just got to stop entertaining these things um and so for a long time I shut that out and then when I learned about spirituality and how those are actually quite important cool things to be paying attention to <laughs> I started yeah. like, opening reopening these doors that I like I didn't even remember. And then I'd get these memories as a kid and be like, oh, yeah. No, I, I yeah, this makes sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So what, when you're saying spirituality, where did it meet you? What, or either experience that you had or what did you study or what makes sense there, you know? Mm, I think I got on the path when I went to Germany and it was, I'm a very much follow your intuition person now. And it's kind of how I live my life because that's what, you know, just flows naturally. Um, and before I knew anything about that, I just had this moment in my life when I was really unhappy and just went on the internet and was like, i got to do something about this. 
and just went on this workaway website, you know, the one, and it's like yeah, woofers around the world. Went on that, applied to like 20 different places around the world and was just like for the following month and was just like, right, the first person that gets back to me, I'm going. And it was Germany. <laughs> I don't speak any German. And I told them I was a gardener and I also don't garden. But I was like, how hard could it be? Like, they're plants. We can work together. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, I'll, I'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, it's all good. Um, and so I just – and it happened to be a yoga lodge. Like, that was pure chance. Um, and I went there and I eventually got there. And the woman running it, Lily – really was a big pillar of change in my life. And she introduced a lot of spirituality to me and just would like sit down and just talk to me about it for hours. And when like, that's when I was inspired to go and do the yoga retreat. So I was like, I need to know more about this. So it was kind of coming from a yoga influenced spirituality from the start. Um, yeah. And then I went to Costa Rica and dived really deep into that. Um And then during that training, I started having like inter like I had a experience with some spirits and things like that that started being like, oh, this is real. Like mm -hmm. <laughs> there, this is actually real. Do you feel like that came because of your yoga practice or regardless? Mm. Yeah. Well, I think it was already there, but the yoga practice is like the key. So what like. was your yoga practice? Because a lot of people that are going to hear us now and I know mm. it's As a person that yoga mm. is my fucking life yeah <laughs> like so many people think that like yoga means the postures you know uh, just, to yeah, move, yeah. just a physical exercise which yeah. for me is way bigger and i'm curious to know what what is it for you like what's your interpretation of yoga yeah i think how, how it's spirit in what way it's spiritual to you ah oh, man for me like i don't even think of yoga as necessarily the physical practice but just like kind of way of being mm. and yeah you can do the physical practice and align with it um but there's so much more to it and like you know even just like karma yoga and like going out and just doing something nice because you're like yeah <laughs> um but how is it spiritual to me I think it's just it's it's a connection to um like the other realms and your higher self and it's like mm. a it's kind of a portal in motion you know if you do those movements your you know movement helps clear things and open up things mm. um and I think it's yeah it's a way of helping me connect to my guides and spirit and my higher self and maybe even what I'm not like addressing in my conscious mind. Yeah. Yeah. But it's really like, it's kind of like a tool, a really, really powerful tool to me. I hear, I hear you so much for that. Yeah. Exactly the same for me. One of my teachers, he told me once, you know, that when we do the asana, especially if mm. it's like asanas that we do and stay for a long time. Mm-hmm. The, the what really happening is you know like we have the chakra system in our body that's our energy system and it's dividing different areas of the body and each area has certain qualities and as much as it's existing in our human system it's existing in the whole cosmos mm. basically so every time that we shape our body in a certain shape 
to to the asana to work on a specific chakra it's literally like we are becoming um how you call it like a radio station that receives mm. the waves so like the universe constantly projects that like that's always on and when we tune our body to that posture we can work on that and then it works exactly as you said on the conscious on the unconscious it clears away things it makes things clearer it's mm-hmm. Yeah, I really connect to what you, yeah, exactly. That's yeah, I love that me as well. Yeah, that visual, yeah, mm. that makes so much sense to me. Yeah, it's like, like even imagining like a video game, but those dancing ones where you hit the pose and it's like, yeah, but you like hit the yoga pose and it's like, nice, <laughs> <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. And I guess it's a connection inward, like, I think, like, for me at least, it's. Like everything that is existing outside is within, you know, like everything, all the answers are inside anyway, mm-hmm. you know, like all of this connection to spirit, everything, it's just unconscious. Like our unconscious mind is like over 70%. So yeah. by, by tuning inward, like maybe we can start to scrape more of that <laughs> iceberg and bring it more to the conscious mind and like see, ah, okay, you know, like there is more that. Like now things make sense or or, or more uh, accessible. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I'm constantly thinking about how much we don't see or perceive or how much we could perceive, but we just haven't learned to. Yeah. Wow. I think the greatest example for that to me mm-hmm. is like psychedelics or or especially dmt because dmt is something that we produce naturally every organism produce that you know and every effect of psychedelic that we it's not that the psychedelic brings something the psychedelic Mm. creates a reaction to create something that anyway being produced in the body it's just in a bigger dose yeah so whatever we see or experience or feel in those experience at least in my belief or experience is just um it's 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 just something that is already there it's just not in our mm. conscious mind like we can tap into that anyway without taking anything yeah it's just i guess a help or something that triggers that so in a way like that's reality anyway like what whatever is happening in the psychedelic level is reality is just not in our conscious mind that it's reality we're not seeing it all the time yeah, like we have such a linear view of reality as humans on this planet, you know. And once wow, you start so like yeah. getting deep in it, it's just like, wow, yeah. like we've got this A to B system and it's just like full force field spear out there. Yeah. So much, so much. Yeah, and I do feel like psychedelics have definitely, you know, opened up doors into seeing those realms and mm. like really understanding them. Whoa, okay, yeah, this world's a lot. There's a lot more. There. There's a lot more. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it keeps like that curiosity. There is more to what I think. To me, it helped to be really humble and say, I don't know, and be comfortable by saying, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, if anything. I don't know if I have a soul or not. I don't know <laughs> if, I don't know anything, basically. Like, I'm curious to know, but until it's super clear, I will be comfortable to stay, I don't know. Yeah. I yeah. guess. Yeah, and I think that's what scares a lot of people about psychedelics. 
is about anything in life you know like you have to be okay with not knowing or not having control which is very hard (laughs) because that's exactly what our mind tries to 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 take us away from like our mind wants that certainty because unknown means a survival uh, bug Mm. if everything is known so we know our survival is we know where is the food we know where is the water we know how the weather is gonna be we know who's gonna come who's not gonna come to our place if we are in danger or not and unknown means <laughs> that our survival is not for sure the, mm. the, 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 the thing is that the truth is that nothing is forever and nothing is staying you know like only only right here and right now we know that me and you speak to each other mm-hmm. and that's it yeah that's yeah that that reminds me of um, one of my oracle cards which is um, that you painted yeah that i've made and this one's message is um embrace impermanence and it's all Mm. about like finding the comfort and knowing that everything's impermanent wow we're gonna get to your oracle card and have a chat just on that you (laughs) like that's so amazing so those who heard already a promo so so louis is working on an oracle which is just oracle deck yeah oracle deck yeah um and i've seen just some of the cards like they didn't have a name yet but i just saw and it's just so gorgeous so inspiring and so make you question Okay, so le- that leads me actually, because you said that after the connection to yoga, so you started to have, you know, more connection to spirits. Maybe you can elaborate about that a bit. And then you literally implement that in your art, which is what we see today, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, so wait, more, wait, repeat the question. <laughs> I mean, okay. So you said that after starting to practice in sure yoga. I'm on top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... Uh, Based on what I understood, yeah. after you started to practice started yoga, started to have more of a spirit. Oh yeah. wait, can we hear me again? Yeah, okay. Um, so I'm saying, like, after you started to practice yoga, something in you got open up to see mm. what you call a spirit or whatever anyone wanna name it. Mm-hmm. And, and then after being in touch with that realm, you managed to implement that in your art. So maybe you yes. want to share a bit about the experience, what it means to you to encounter spirits, and then how you took all of that package of spirituality and implemented that in your art. Cool. Okay. Nice. <laughs> um, yeah. So, I, yeah, it, it definitely started in um, Costa Rica and that connection with, like, it was like kind of like a, a ghost run-in situation, um, which really kind of blew me out the water and started unlocking all these memories um, and different things. And what happened, which I think is actually quite common, um, which people don't talk about that much, is, like, I all these things started happening. It was really exciting, but at the same time, I was so overwhelmed by the change that I recoiled back into what I knew and what was familiar and kind of moved away. When I got home, I moved back into what I knew and it was like my old friends and just like parties and like that kind of thing. And I kind of, you know, went through that spiral of having to loop back around when things started going downhill and was like, go back to your painting. And then when I went back to my painting, I think I picked back up on the spirituality again. But yeah, there was definitely like we 
side sidetrack back to what I thought was comfort until I realized it wasn't comfort and it was just blocking every opportunity of everything I wanted. Um, and I think that's when I started really diving into spirituality and got into podcasts and really like just fed myself on knowledge and other people's knowledge and learnings. And um, then I start painting. I think I heard about visionary art somewhere um, and the concept of creating because I started to have these visuals and these dreams. I'm quite connected in the dream realm as well. And so that started to become way more online. Um, and sometimes in the dream realm, I'll like visit my guides or like have these really visual experiences mm. Mm. Um, that I wanted to bring into this reality or felt like I needed to bring into this reality. Um, and so that, that was just... all starting only after starting dive into spirituality it was not like that before when you were a kid. no I didn't know what I was yeah no like I had the connection to painting but I didn't really know what um I was doing for a long time mm. until I kind of had that aha moment um and then it all started to fall into place I was like oh that's what I'm doing and that's mm. what's coming through and mm, mm, mm. these experiences are making sense now um yeah <laughs> so it just started, yeah, but it was from a spiritual practice of just like, yeah, tapping into meditation and the dream realms and, um, yeah, wanting to, getting those really strong visuals come in, which have kind of always been there that I haven't mm. really entertained that much. Mm. But then I started to go, oh, these are important and these, you know, that's that's kind of the job at the moment. <laughs> yeah. So I just started bringing them through and I haven't stopped. Um, yeah, and there was this moment where I was like, I got the message to make an Oracle deck, but this was years ago. And this was like at the very start of my journey. And I was like, oh, that's a big job. I don't know about that. And then I was like, no. And I decided I couldn't because I'm quite dyslexic. And to write the whole book mm -hmm. would be like a nightmare. And so I just kind of like, said to my guides I was like oh no I can't the book's too hard but like, that's not on my journey <laughs> and then I had this dear Wait, friend so you have this constant connection with your guides because you yeah. can well, well that's a thing well but, but how how does that does those messages come to you like do you hear um, it do you it's a sensation what's how it's how kind you, of yeah. <laughs> that's also been a practicing thing but yeah no I talk to them and like they're in the front seat of my car <laughs> just driving along um which they are but like you know um I don't know it comes through yeah I guess it's a voice like it's like an in like a um but it's not like a stranger's voice it's yeah. just kind of like an echo almost you know it's not like there's a random voice in my head like rah, 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 rah. It's just kind of like this echo that I, my puku confirms is right, even if I don't want to hear it, kind of happens. Wow. Like, oh, yeah, right. I hear you guys. <laughs> wow. And yeah. that, let, that guided you, like, throughout your journey with art? Wait, yeah. when, when, when did you start to pay attention to that? <laughs> that's, that's the thing. I reckon it's probably been there the whole time, but 
haven't yeah, been listening exactly. to it for a long time. Mm. Um, when I start listening to it, that's a great question. Um, I mean, I'm still, I'm still learning. For Sometimes sure, I purposely sure. ignore them, and I'm like, you know what? Maybe I do need to learn this lesson. And then I go and I learn the lesson, and I come back and I'm like, yeah, cool. <laughs> I'm still a stubborn human, you know. Um, <laughs> um, but I think it's been a gradual thing. I think I just kind of learned that I would acknowledge I was being told something or being guided somewhere, and then if I didn't do it, I'd learn pretty quickly that I probably should have done it. And I would be, like, I just kind of do this big loop and end up back where I was. Mm. Like, okay, do you want to try? Go this way now? And I'm like, yeah, okay. All right. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. But sometimes I'm just like, I'm the human down here. And, you know, sometimes you just got to take control. For sure. Yeah. I mean, it's all in the really super unknown realm. Like, you don't mm. really know for sure what is it or whether it's you imagining that or not, I guess. Like, that's mm -hmm. by itself a thing. But I don't know. It must feel... Um, must give you a certain feeling of um, peace, no? Why I'm saying that? I'm like, it's like there is this voice that tells you, you know, that's what you need to do. Like the Oracle deck. Although it's like mm. was such an overwhelming thing. Something is telling you, yeah, go here, go there. Yeah. Obviously, yeah, but I guess it's, it's challenging, you know, like. Uh, yeah, not, at the same time, it's, it's almost always not what you want to hear. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. Um, but I guess in a way, I think that's also from using Oracle cards a lot and having developing that connection with my guides in such a conversational way. Um, and it got to a point where I was using Oracle cards so much that I stopped using them because I was like, I know what they're going to say. Mm. And I know what's going to come out of this because I... I I know what I'm avoiding. I just got to do it. <laughs> wow. But the, like the message was already there. Um, but yeah, I, I guess so in a way. But it's not always like that, you know. It's not always like, oh, here's your answer. Mm. Sometimes like, you know. Like, oh, mm. I do know. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah, but I guess it is. But then... If like a therapist heard this, they'd be like, this bitch is insane. <laughs> and I guess I am. But like, so is this entire world. And I feel like it's a good way to survive. Like if you can't beat him, join him. Like, well, who are we trying to impress? <laughs> True. I mean, I guess if you're not, if it doesn't harm you, you don't harm anyone else. What's the problem with that? You know, like in the end, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like... <laughs> We'd, none of us know what we're doing. None of us know. Don't, don't pretend you know yeah. that I'm doing it wrong. Yeah. You don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I might be nailing it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So uh, then so then you start to so okay. So let's let me rewind and like try to understand mm -hmm. better what's like so you were having this connection, start to have more and more connection to the spiritual world, have more connection mm. to your guides, start to listen to them, start to receive intuition. Yes, yes. And start to implement that into your painting because you, I, I think you said about, you start to speak about the visionary art. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. So what's, yeah. what's that? Um, what what's is that visionary mean? art? Yeah. I guess it's like, it's really cool because it's a movement of art 
similar to like surrealism, pop art, you know, all the different things, apart from the thing about most names of a genre of art, they describe what kind of art you're going to be looking at, right? Like pop art, you know what kind of art that is, or abstract, you're going to be looking at abstract art. But visionary art can look like anything because the physical representation of it isn't what makes it visionary art. It's the fact that it has been, I want to say channeled, but it can be a trigger word for people, but the mm. fact that it's like come from somewhere that's not physical, so like your imagination, your dream realm, whatever, it's come from a different realm essentially and not the physical realm and you have brought it through your physical body into this realm is what makes it visionary art. Mm. And that it's kind of a pattern disruptor as well. Like it's bringing through something that's like a a different kind of perspective of this world. So a lot of like um, art, like visionary art is created from DMT, you know, because you have such beautiful visuals. I've never actually done DMT and I'm mm-hmm. excited for the day because I think feel like my art already has that vibe. But um, yeah, I have a lot of like bright colors a lot of the time and, kind of more trippy things but yeah it's just kind of different views of the world that are coming from whatever spiritual aspect Mm. it sounds like it's an external um expression to the internal world yeah yeah i mean that's true for any art what i just said Mm -hmm, exactly but that's kind of like i really think about yeah but it's way more yeah visionary it's true it's true like when i see your painting and i can really tap into that it really feels like that it's like something i would see in a dream it's something i would imagine it's something Mm. yeah 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 and i guess it's the intention like all art you say is that kind of reflection but it's the intention to have that reflection you know instead of the intention to make this painting look really like the photograph Mm. so when you look like look at that painting it's going to carry a really different energy to one that's been brought through without aware of what energy they're putting into the work, mm. you know, because that's sealed into that physical surface. And so sometimes when I've been creating, I've literally been told to walk away from my painting because I'm too um, like distracted and not in the right headspace to be putting the right energy into the work that it's actually going to be of purpose for what I'm intending it to be. When you're saying I've been told is your guides, your guidance. Correct. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That's so specific. Like, wow. But I, I yeah. get that. I get. So it's like, it's, wow. Like you're combining a few things here. So it's, it's a certain, <laughs> vi- no, that's amazing. That's like, there is one thing is like the vision or the image that you see in your mind mm. that can come from either an emotion or a dream or an experience or something. Literally whatever, yeah. Which you physically see in your mind. Mm-hmm. But it's not just that. Then you bring like the emotion or the energy or the essence of something mm. and then imprint that while you creating. That Yeah, because I, I guess there's right? a reason why I'm seeing what I'm seeing mm. in my dream or in the emotion or whatever it is. And I feel like the physical representation is just like a code for whatever that lesson or emotion or whatever's going on in the, in the other realms. Uh. Yeah. And so that like imagery, like sometimes it's literally felt like I've learned a lesson 
and I've kind of moved on from it and integrated it. And then sometimes I've literally been like teaching or something and it just like this image comes into my mind's eye of this like scene. And then I just like feel in my intuition that I need to paint it. Mm. It almost feels like a certificate, you know, it's like, (laughs) here you go. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And do you feel it like when you create, when you paint, do you have that feeling or emotion of what you're trying to bring through or do you feel just completely empty and in the flow state? Mm, I say both. Um, but yeah, to an extent I'll be feeling whatever that painting is, but that's not chosen. It's because whatever I'm painting is as much for me as anyone else. Mm. So I'm moving through whatever lesson that painting's trying to bring through. So not intentionally, but whatever emotion I'm going through while that painting's being painted is the emotion that's supposed to be embedded within the canvas, unless I'm really distracted and out of, like, unless I'm in my mind, and then I need to walk away until I can, like, drop back into, you know, the kind of essence uh, of the painting, because otherwise things get a bit muddy. Yeah. Into, into your mind while you're creating. And what helps you forget the mind enjoying the process i think that was like the main thing that changed from like constantly being in the mind and being like does this look like this and does this look like this and have i nailed that and is that what i want it to be like but just full surrender full trust and just being like this paint looks really nice as it goes on the canvas i'm gonna put some over here then now this color and that's kind of what's going on in my head yeah. until I'm like, wow. whoa, yeah. Okay. I see where we're going. And then I just kind of like keep going. Wow. It's so yeah. inspiring in level. <laughs> I didn't describe to you what you just said. <laughs> because I guess it's true for every single thing that we do in our life. That state of mind mm-hmm. is crucial. Crucial. Whatever it is, we are in a relationship, we are at our work, we make music, we, of course, when we do something artistic. But everything is artistic, I guess. Everything we create, <laughs> yeah. everything we do, you know, like you want to build a house, it's artistic, right? You take something from nothing and make something. Or yeah. cooking foods. Oh you my know. God. Biggest, like I think that's what I've been thinking about a lot is like everything is an art, like is a creation if you want it to be. If you, know, you want dressed, it to be, yeah, it's that intention that you a creation. put into that. Yeah, and like wow, yeah, everything. And I've just been really on this like spiral. Yo, it's like, like wow, wow. I have like this thing that comes to me now. It's yeah. like, and what makes an art art is how much of yourself you're really willing to put inside whatever it is that you're doing. Yes, yes. So, and that's what makes it really powerful. It's not wow. necessarily what it is, but it's that like essence of yourself. Mm. Wow. And how? Okay, so now you're kind of doing it full time, right? Uh, kind of. So I've got a um job at this like event company part time, which is yeah. I'm actually really enjoying it. Um, which is good just to keep me afloat. Um. But yeah, it's just like setting up events and things, which is really fun. I get to wear high-vis. Yeah, that's that's always a good time. But um, no, it's also good. I feel 
it's like in my masculine, like we're setting up stuff and we're mm. setting up and packing down and doing all this stuff and I'm told what to do. And I feel like because I'm in my feminine a lot, creating yeah. my flow state, it's actually yeah. really nice to have some structure. <laughs> wow, it's <laughs> amazing. Own. Yeah. 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 Okay. Because, yeah, my, my next question would be like, mm. how do you juggle between, you know, doing what you really want to do your dream into yeah. in the end there is survival thing that you need to do you know like you need money yeah mm -hmm. and it feels like for you just i mean f maybe you can add more but it's really sounded that that's your balance in a way yeah well i mean i've only just come to that and it feels really good at the moment but mm. i mean i've tried everything i tried combining art um into jobs so what I skipped out in my life story was that I was also a trained and practicing high school art teacher for three years. Mm. So I taught in high schools and I taught art, which was amazing. Wow. And I loved my students. Yeah, it was really cool. Um, what was I going with this? Where was I going with this? About like the balance between just doing what you want and oh, what yeah. you and then, need, you know? Yeah, and then that kind of threw everything off because it was like taking art and making it my profession uh yeah and i really realized then that i was like oh i don't and it was full time as well so i didn't really have time to do my own practice um and then the whole schooling system's another story so i kind of took a step back from that yeah. um and we've just been trying to find a balance and i've been teaching like at home schools and the odd tutoring which is really fun um but i think right now at the moment i'm just trying to really focus my creative output on my oracle deck and not try to make money from my art and then just have this event job mm. just to mm, like you know mm, stay mm. alive and things and which I'm also realizing is benefiting my mental health quite a bit because I do get stuck in the feminine like creative flow a lot and I just kind of become a puddle sometimes I'm like what's life what's the human I don't mm. know <laughs> so yeah, it's nice yeah. to have that like yeah wow yeah, I, I guess it's, I guess just to have that state of mind, you know, like that this other job is not like, oh, I have to do it. I need money because mm. I need to survive. Like you're like, no, actually it's good. It's balancing me. It gives me another perspective. Like the rest of the week I do something completely different and now I do that. Like, yeah. You you have a really positive mindset, I see. <laughs> Based on so many things you're sharing, you like... How with what I have right now, I can create, yeah. like, I can create a, you know, like, you need another job. Okay, it balances me. You're going to start <laughs> to paint. So you're like, I'm brushing and it's becoming beautiful. And ta -ta. trust, trust, trust. Yeah, there is a lot of like trust. trust there of like whatever happens, it's what needs to happen. Yeah. Yeah. That's wow. been a lot of work. But mm. yeah, I have been noticing that as well that I'm just like almost painfully optimistic to some people <laughs> like, <laughs> like something goes wrong and they're like ah oh, fuck and I'm like ah oh, that's fun we adventure <laughs> like, I'm like what that's like, great we have a choice though. of like how we see things and I don't I don't want to constantly see things as bad things like and I know I'm in a very um privileged place and to say that because I don't suffer from like um, depression or like extreme anxiety or things mm, that have been passed mm. down or come in. So I, mm. I can maintain quite a positive outlook most of the time and yeah. have also been like that most of my life. 
Mm. Um, I know that's not like super accessible for everyone, but mm. it's also something I do consciously every day put in effort to work towards. And then it's like the chicken and the egg though. Maybe because you consciously choosing to have that mindset, that's why mm. you don't suffer from anxiety and depression. Yeah. Maybe, like the mind's a very powerful tool. It's, it's ridiculous. Ridiculous. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I just guess I'm just trying to train it to be like, no, that's all good. Mm. Um, but I guess I also had some, you know, you, we all have our challenges that kind of make us be like, oh, the small challenges aren't that big of a challenge anymore. <laughs> what? So what's like a big challenge that kind of you feel like you overcame and how did you do it? Like in this physical realm? In whatever realm. <laughs> big challenge. Something that you kind of, you know, like, I'm proud of myself. Wow, I went through that. And maybe something that can be inspiring for other people to hear if they are facing that space. What did you do, you know, to get yourself out there? Hmm. Oh, I haven't thought about challenges in a while. Um, what's something that kind of got myself out of um well like it's not it's not super like whoa that's amazing you know um but I think it's a good example you know I've been in like situations where I've been like you know physically not safe um but I don't think that's really the point I think one of the things that comes to mind that has been one of my biggest challenges was I say I'm really um like privileged in my mental health but it must have been like a year or two ago when I left Christchurch and just decided to go up north, intuition thing. So like I'm moving north. And I landed eventually in Raglan and I didn't have anywhere to go. And through a friend of a friend of, you know, people that I've met along the way, I got this um, man. He had a like house truck on his property that had broken. His friend's house truck had broken down and his friend left town. And he was like, you can live in it if you want for really cheap rent. And I was like, this is amazing, like awesome. Um, and so I entered, like, went and lived in that house truck. And I think it was a lot of factors, but like, I didn't have a job. I didn't have an income. I was trying to um, make money off my art. And I didn't know anyone in this community. And I just got like so low. Like, it was really, really. Like, I think back and I'm like, oh, my heart. Like, I just want to, like, I was just crying so much and mm. I was just so lost. And I just, like, you know, kind of lost faith and, you know, everything and was like, oh, like, big victim mindset. Um, and I think what I'm really proud of is that, obviously, withheld a lot from my um, twin sister, Molly. Love you. Mm. Um, she was there for me a lot, but just it was kind of my first experience on something that was so hard, but something no one could help me with, you know? Cause like normally in the past when I've been in physical danger or people were like, people have been able to help me eventually. And this was something like no one can help you. Like, it's just like, they're talking at a screen and you're just like, I don't see anything from this person. <laughs> and so it's purely on yourself to like get your way back out. And I feel like in the moment it's so hard to feel like anything's going to feel 
good again, you know, and just, yeah, I'm just so proud that, like, just through what I even do, I realised that um, I needed that structure because I'm such a, it's my life numbers eight, if that means anything to you. So I'm super the, fem, uh, feminine. Uh, in the date of birth, number eight, you said? Well, also eight, but, you know, you're the life path, Junie, and you have, like, a number. Explain, no, explain a bit. Oh, I don't even know that much, okay. but I know that, like, eight is, like, quite a feminine number, mm. like the higher up out of ten. Um, and so I needed structure. And so I kind of just parented myself, you know, and I just, like, went out and I had to get this hospo job, which I really didn't want to get. And you're like, oh, your mindset's great about job. Back then I was like, fuck this hospo job. Mm. I don't want to serve people. I couldn't think of anything worse than, like, <laughs> but I was like, no, I'm going to have to do it. Because, you know, like, that voice is there being like, you know what you need right now. But yeah, but how did you, you recognize that structure is what you need to get yourself out of that? Because I think it was something that I was really avoiding. Mm. And, you know, <laughs> you're really avoiding something. You're like, hmm, why? <laughs> let's, let's just have a moment there to be like, why am I avoiding it so much? And I just was like, I don't want a job. I don't want anything. I don't want anyone to tell me what to do. Um. And I was just so like that. I was like, oh, maybe that's actually exactly what I need. And I was like, and then it was also, I have got nothing to lose. Like, I can't be worse than, like, you know, if it's bad, just quit. It's a, it's a cafe job. Yeah. Like, and that's kind of what I told myself the whole time going into it was I was like, it's a cafe job. If you ever get stressed, the moment you get stressed or you're not enjoying it, quit. Walk out that door. Like, you, like, I just had to consistently remind myself that, like, I actually have the autonomy and the power just to walk out. Like, I don't owe it to, to anyone. Uh-huh. Yeah, and that freedom also, like, reminding myself that I can just walk out got me there because otherwise I wouldn't, you know, got my ass in the door and was like, all right, I'll do mm. it because I told myself if I'm not enjoying it, I can just leave. <laughs> how, how, how empowering it is to, to remind that, eh? Because it's yeah. true for everything in life. Everything, everything. in life. We are mm-hmm. in a shitty relationship, whatever. We have a choice to live, you know? Yeah. I mean... I don't know if in every situation some people experience physical violence and stuff, but yeah. also there I think there is a way to live. There's always a choice. Like yeah, it, yeah. I'm not saying it's an easy sure. choice or it's going to be, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. But let's yeah. say for most things, most, most, I want to say at least 90%, we always have a choice. We, we put ourselves where we are. Yeah. 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 And we can leave. It's like, and we can yeah, leave. I think... The power of now was also a big kind of changing point for me is that's what he touched on a lot was he was like, if you're not enjoying your situation, you either, you know, actually notice what's good about it and you change your mindset to be like, actually, this isn't bad mm. or you leave and you go and you get what you want. Mm. And so I think that's a lot of where my like, oh, this job's actually good for me because this isn't, you know, because I can like. Like I have a choice on how I because you acknowledge right the choice mm-hmm. you acknowledge that you're not cha- like you don't feel chained to something no, yeah, I don't want to be the slave, and at the end of the day, I can walk away from anything, and I am privileged that's a to good have one that ability that's a good I'm one. not scared to do things now like you know to enter the wrong job or like the a relationship you know or something so like you can always just say, oh, that's an- enough, and like do you mm. know you don't yeah, yeah. Yeah, sometimes you I feel like, like really stuck. <laughs> I like it. I think it's a great reminder for everyone who listens to us. 
whatever situation you're experiencing right now, whatever it feels like a challenge, you always have a choice. Mm-hmm. Change the mindset or change the situation. Like, even if it's a hard choice, you have the choice, probably. Yeah. yeah. Probably. Yeah, and that's, a, that's another thing, though, is when I was finding it really hard at the um, cafe in Raglan, I asked my boss, I think for more hours, oh, I was finding it really hard teaching. Um, and I asked my boss at the cafe for more hours, and I was, I'm just finding it really tough. And he's like, yeah, well, the thing is, when times get tough, that's when you grow the most. Mm. It's like, oh, look at my boss just dropping some knowledge on me. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was like a step back from that one. I was like, damn, you're so right. <laughs> okay. Okay. Nice. But yeah, to have that balance. Yeah. Wow. Beautiful. I like that. That's a beautiful mm. yeah, way. Like you first recognized whatever is it that you avoid and saying, okay, if I avoid that, maybe I should have a look. And at the same time, remind yourself I have a choice. You know, I have a choice for everything and understanding that, yeah, when like it's a rough time, we basically, I guess, learning from that. No doubt. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Just ongoing lessons. Yeah. I haven't, no way I'm saying I've nailed anything, but I guess that's my current outlook on things. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it's about even solving whatever it is. It's just about yeah. like embracing that state of mind of like, I, at least I'm trying my best to grow, to learn, to change, to whatever, not for anyone else, for myself, to yeah. make the life that I want to create for myself, you know, like, and I'm just learning. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. I'm just learning. We're all just learning hmm. and apologizing when we make mistakes. Yeah. That, that's inevitable. So. <laughs> Good on you, yeah. And what's with the oracle cards now in the deck? Okay, so I, I kind of understood the process of how you bring to life a painting. Yes. Whatever it is that you do. But the message, like you also write them, you name them, you write the quality, I guess, right? Like yeah. of the yeah. card. How mm-hmm. does that come? Lots of different ways. Um <laughs> I feel like slightly insane talking about this, but it's great. Um, we like insane. Yeah, yeah, we love no it. No one told you we don't like it. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's anything that's reassuring for other people. Um, but so sometimes I um, am kind of aware of a lesson because the thing with creating an oracle deck and I've talked to I was lucky enough to and say lucky enough I just spent all my money on going to Melbourne to go to a painting workshop of one of my absolute favorite artists visionary artist Izzy Ivy and she's got the really well-known oracle deck the Lemurian deck and it's like purple and it's stunning and mm-hmm. it's so visually stunning it's one of the like most connected I've become to an oracle deck And I think what I noticed about Oracle decks is it's really obvious to me now when an artwork is created before, like it's created for a different purpose. And then the artist and the writer have come together and be like, oh, this can be for this one. And this kind of looks like this one. And, you know, they've kind of delegated it post creation. And in the Mm. same way, it's really obvious when an artwork has been created and that'll do kind of, sense for the oracle deck and so 
that's like rushed or it's just kind of what they think it should look like. Mm. You know, we we're talking about the energy before, and I think it's just you can look at the artwork, and for me, you you can feel the energy of the artwork, and ideally, and what I'm going for in my deck is you shouldn't really need the guidebook is because you should be able to get the message from the imagery um, and the energy should be there that you're like, oh, I know. Mm. Um, and so I have a lot of disconnect with a lot of Oracle decks because I look at the cards and I'm like, well, that's not the meaning I'm getting from the message. Mm. Like, you know, um, but Izzy Ivy's deck was just like, Mwah! like it's beautiful. Every painting is so intentional and has so many codes in it. Um, and so she was having a painting workshop in Melbourne and I flew myself over um, and I would told her that I was starting an Oracle deck and we kind of really related on the fact that every single card you're bringing through, you have to live through that message and that lesson. Like it's not something you're just kind of told and you're dictating. You're like full on experiencing mm. everything that you're then writing down. And so it's also like a diary. Like it's really exposing because <laughs> maybe yeah. people don't realize that I'm actually experiencing that. They probably might just be like, Louis just spinning the yarn, which is cool. Um, but for the people that realize I'm like putting my diary on Instagram every few days. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, yeah. But I feel like that's a really important part of the journey is to mm. send that energy, like we said, that's how it comes through into the artwork. Um, and each one is just like a lesson that I've ever learnt or I'm learning or um, I'm seeing someone else go through or like in the dream realm I'm experiencing things. Um, mm. Yeah, yeah. So you and kind then, of paint it first, birth it first, look at it, receive, I mean, while, yeah. I guess while you're doing it, you also have the feeling or the energy of it. Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah, you like live a core, and then you kind of live with that and then you write it. Yeah. Normally I guess or, or, yeah, yeah. or sometimes before, yeah. yeah, or sometimes I'll have the message or the energy, like I'll have the few words. Like um this paint I did at Soul Rise. I was sitting there, you know, asking my guides and spirit what I should paint. And I was getting these like words. Like I was getting this rebirth and just like these one-off words come through. Mm. And I was like, what does that mean? And then I'd sit there and kind of like hold this word in my mind's eye until like imagery would come in. And then I can kind of feel in my intuition if it's the right imagery or the right path. So like I instantly went to like a baby or like a baby in a womb kind of thing and was like, mm, it's close, but it's not it. And I kind of, I got really, oh, and then I went to an egg. And then I was like, no, it's still not it. And I sat with it for ages. I was like, what is the imagery? And then um, I went down to the painting spot and I was like, maybe I'll just paint and it'll just come through. I'll just start. And so I started and then I looked down and there were all these chrysalises around my canvas, like monarch butterfly chrysalises. Mm. That's what it is. It's the rebirth of the butterfly. It's like, nah, got it. Thank you. And then I went from there. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So it's just, it's, it's, a, it's a working situation. With, it's a yeah. conversation, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And, and, and I get another message from you for how you create. You're not waiting. 
no. you helping it be created like you're not gonna wait to have the whole idea all already in your head you're just gonna start and yeah. something's gonna come out come up with that yeah yeah genuinely sometimes I have just been a complete empty empty slate mm. empty everything don't know anything and I just like start with right what color should I pick and I just pick uh -huh. a color and uh -huh. then just start moving yeah and just really simple until uh -huh. something comes through and sometimes it takes an hour a few hours wow how no, many cards you did already oh I think I'm on I'm around 25 and I'm aiming for around 40. Wow. Yeah. So towards the end. And towards the end, yeah. And I've got a few like half finished works as well. Yeah. So I'm like, I, I really feel like I need to just get, you know, I've got that like, it's like, come on, just just pump it out. You've got mm. this energy. <laughs> wow. So you have a, a do you know when I, when around you think you're going to release the deck? Hopefully by the end of the year is what I'm thinking because it also needs to be published in all yeah. the things. So I feel like that might take a bit of a process. Um, I'm aiming to finish the paintings hopefully soon, um, this side of winter, and mm. then just do the add many things. Yeah. 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 But I'm, I'm so excited. Sure. It's so inspiring, honestly. I'm here sitting and I'm like... Wow, so much to learn, honestly. Really, thank you so much for sharing everything. Really, You're really so fun. welcome. Thanks for having me on. <laughs> sure. What do you, what message do you have for people who have a dream? Mm -hmm. Or, you know what, it's also relating to what you said. You know, sometimes you don't necessarily know what you're going to paint, but you're going to start, right? So for mm -hmm. those who... Either have a dream and don't know how to start it or, or 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 struggling to find it or like trying, they just know that whatever they do right now, it's not their dream and they try to figure that out. What would, what would be a tip or an advice you can give them? Stop trying to control your reality. Like whenever... I'm constantly, constantly reminded that like you don't know the ways of the universe and it's not a linear process. And what I mean by that is like, here's an example. I took, I've been looking for live painting jobs and mural jobs for ages. Like that's always my like high priority. That's what I'd always take because I really enjoy those. Mm. And I didn't find them. And then I got onto this theme production job and I went in and, you know, part of me was like, a job. But, and then the other part of me was like, no, it's good for you, some structure, blah, blah, blah. And I walked in and sat down, literally first time in the building. And I'm like, just take a seat, be with you in a second. And then one of the people in the building turns to the other one and goes, oh, yeah, so we're looking for a live artist for this um, event in two months. It's like, what? Like, as if I've walked into this place and they're looking for a live artist. Like, are you joking? And then I eventually, you know, said something um, and was like, well, like that opportunity just fell on my lap and it threw the most bizarre circumstances, you know, like I just went to get like a job to be able to make rent. Like I wasn't, mm. you know, it felt like the opposite direction in yeah. a way because I wanted to go this way and I was having to go this way, but actually going this way led me to the opportunity that I wanted. Yeah. So it's like that whole, you never know 
where opportunities are going to lie and who's doing that. And if you just let go of what you think you want and like you just more have that like moment, you know, just being yourself in the moment, then things will come to you that are supposed to be yours. Mm. That makes sense. And you don't know, need to know what that looks like. Like you yeah. just have to be doing something. If you're in motion. Yeah, but you're going to do exactly, be in motion. That's yeah, that's the all important you need to do. part here. Yeah. And if you know it's not for you, change it. Like you can work by process of elimination as well. There's no rules. Like <laughs> mm. you can be like, oh yeah, I tried this not for me. I'm going to go do something else. But like when you know something's not for you and then you're stuck in that cycle, I think that's when you kind of need to be like, right, I need to stay in motion here. Let's try mm. something else. Let's keep this ball rolling. Wow, yeah. Yeah, I take from that as well, like, well, that's kind of what you said. Instead of like being attached to, for example, I want to be a musician. Mm-hmm. Get to actually what you want to feel or, or what, you know, like how you want to, whatever it is that the outside expression going to be, how you want to feel. Mm-hmm. Or how is it feeling in your physical body to, to be, yeah. to live your dream. And then maybe life will guide you through that, you know? Yeah. And like follow that feeling. Like that's follow the feeling. Yeah. Follow the follow feeling. Follow that feeling of just like, yeah, whatever lights you up. Because people right. see you lit up and it's magnetic. You know, people want to know who you are and they want to know what you're about and they want to help you. And you know, that whole energy is like wow. if you can harness it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I learned so much from today's episode, honestly, really. So beautiful. <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing that, you know. Very intimate. Yeah, you're so Share welcome. Share your creative process, how you do, what you do. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is, it is very, I guess, personal, but I guess that's what's so powerful about it as well. So it's, mm. it's good to share. More artists should share. Yeah. Well, just people. Everyone's an artist. I like, mm. firmly believe that. Exactly. Just in different crafts. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Well, thank <laughs> you all for being here and listening to our episode here. If you have any questions or feedback, whether you agree or completely disagree with us, <laughs> we are just a bunch of crazy people talking bullshit. Please let us know. You know, like, we're here to listen. Um, please. Please let us know because we're delusional. Please let us know and we want to make it a co-creation. It's not us that have the knowledge. We just share something that feels right for us and we Mm -hmm. would love to hear you. I'll leave your details in the comments, right? You happy with that? Yes, yeah, yeah, please. Yeah. Beautiful. And also all the links to Lose Art. Please stay tuned to the deck when it's coming out. Um, I really recommend for everyone just... Please look at the paintings before and then <laughs> listen, re-listen to the podcast if you got all the way here and haven't seen the paintings yet. Okay, so do it again. Watch the, <laughs> the one more time. One more time. See the art and replay the whole thing one more time. It will make much more sense to you all. Yeah. Yeah. What else? That's yeah. true. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. we'll just say from here, much love for everyone. And if you like the podcast, like the episode, please share, subscribe, rate me, rate us. 
Let's make yeah. it a co-creation, help to spread it. If it's inspire you, let someone else to be inspired as well. I think that's the main goal of that, to just keep that chain and spread that inspiration, love, wisdom, whatever it is that you got connected in to other people. We send you so much love and many blessings. Thank you very much, Lou. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you so much. It's been an absolute pleasure. And you're such a shining star. Thank you for having this podcast and sharing your beautiful soul with everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Much love to you all. Bye-bye. Bye.